Amen. Y'all come ready and pumped up to receive. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We worship you, God. We thank you, Jesus. Yes, sir. We're going to have a church in here tonight. All right. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank you, God, that you're in this place. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for what you've done. But, God, we thank you for more. We thank you for the Holy Spirit that's already in us, that's in this place. God, and we just surrender completely, wholly unto you, God. We just thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for refreshing tonight. Lord, we thank you, God, that you are here to bring healing. We thank you for miracles, oh God. God, whatever that you want to do, Lord, we ask that you would do tonight, oh God. We thank you, Holy Spirit. Never lost a battle. Never lost a battle. Never lost a 
just worship him. What is he to you tonight? Oh, you're my healer, my deliverer, my peace speaker, my way maker. Yeah, you really are. You really are. You really are my joy. Yes, you are. You're my source. You're my provider. for you, God. Yes, Lord. We want to know you. Yes, we do. The longing in our soul. We want to know you, Lord. We want more Thank you, Lord. More We're hungry. You, Lord. We're a dear friend to this house and a family member to this house, Prophet Patrick Kitely, Lord. We open up our hearts today and we give you permission, Lord, to work a work in us, expose the things in our life that we need to deal with, that we need to purge so that we can be a pure and holy vessel in your sight, one that you can use for your purpose and for your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you as you are seated this evening. Again, I thank you for being here. Thanks to our worship team and our media team for being here and, and helping us and serving in all these aspects uh, so that the ministry can, can come forth. Just a couple of prayer needs. Uh, we want to pray uh, for uh, this week, just keep in your prayers. Uh, Rhonda Todiel's back here. Her father went to be with the Lord Friday evening. And just pray for her. Pray for the family at this time. Also, Mary Bangs, um, they lost their nephew uh, just uh, Thursday. Thursday, he, he went to be with the Lord. Uh, Richard Aaron Rostrup. And so we're lifting all these families before the Lord. And we are so grateful for all that God is doing in our midst. And we're thankful that he is the peace speaker, the way maker, amen, and that he's going to move in our lives and on our behalf in everything that we have need of. He's there for us. And as Bethany, uh, we were leading in worship a few minutes ago, in our weakness, he is able, amen? He is able and he desires to show up and to manifest his love, his power 
for each and every one of us. Just one quick reminder, and that is, of course, go to praisechurchoflouisiana.com to find out about all of our upcoming events. But for the ladies that are interested in attending and available to attend our women's luncheon, it will be a week from tomorrow in Gonzales, Louisiana. And we are going to be having an event right here in October for the ladies on a Saturday. And so we got a lot of things planned. We've got a fall fest planned for the children. And so make sure you go to the website or you connect with us on Facebook so you can know all of the exciting events that are coming up. Test. All right, perfect. I told y'all this morning I had a full head of hair before I had kids, but it was really it was really when I started working in the audio booth. It just all went. <laughs> that you don't. I, I'm just gonna tell you. God bless people that work in media. Come on. Sometimes you. That Bethany asked me. You, you saw what happened in service? No. I was back there working in the media. No, I didn't know what was going on. I was looking at online. I was adjusting audio. I was hearing different pitches. I was hearing hums. I was hearing vibration. No, I missed the whole service, but I was there in person. Amen. <laughs> so, all right. Well, I, I, tonight's going to be a special night. I know it. But we always want to give opportunity to worship God in our tithes and offerings. And we will have a special offering for Prophet Patrick at the end of service. And, uh, you know, I told the church the other night, I, I just got to joke with y'all a little bit because I know some of y'all look tired. And we got to laugh a little bit. Come on, it's joy. Come on, laughter is medicine. Come on, it brings us joy. I told the other church the other night, I was just go, uh, goofing around. I said, man, I feel like Matthew or Levi, the tax collector, because every time I come up, I'm talking about money. Like, here he comes again. And, you know, and that's what I feel like. But that's all right. I love y'all. I love y'all. I'm, I'm going to tell you the truth when it comes to money because money will make you act funny. If you don't manage it right. See, look, I've been around Prophet, and, you know, and he's got all the verses and the rhymes and Life University. Come on. I have the shirt. True story. I do have the shirt. But uh, I want to share this with you in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18. It says, But you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who is giving you the power to make wealth. I don't know about you, but I do construction sometimes. And you know, when you're just twisting that screwdriver by hand all day, it is exhausting. But thank God for the power drill. Come on. Something that can put a screw in seconds that would take you 10 minutes per screw. Thank God for the power drill because it comes on and it just makes it happen. Like, zoop. Oh, I messed up. I need to pull it out. It's quick. But the same thing with the Lord. Come on. When he gives you power. Come on, some of you have been with a screwdriver trying to make provision, and it's been hard, intensive labor. See, Patrick, you just yell in this church. It's just, it's just what happens. There's a yelling spirit that lives right here. If you come right here, you yell. But if you come over here, you can talk to people. So I'm going to stand right here. But it's the power drill. He gives you power, come on, which would have taken a long time, which would have taken a lot of manual 
effort. He gives you power to make wealth. The ushers would come. The only thing I would say, I'm not going there. The only thing I would say (laughs) is that so many times when God starts to pour out his blessings on people, sometimes they walk away from God because they're so absorbed with the blessings. And I pray that would never be my life. Come on. That would never be your life, that you will always stay faithful in the house of God. Father, I thank you for this opportunity to to give and to worship you, God. Father, I thank you, Lord, for it is you. We thank you for education. Come on, we thank you for our abilities, God, but it is you that gives us power to make wealth. I thank you, God. I pray that over each family and person here today, my life, Lord, that you would release dunamis power upon us, O God. Father, that would we told with our hands would become like a power drill. It would just become quick and easy. I thank you, God, for you are for your people. You bless your people, and you are faithful. We give you all praise and glory as we bring our tithes and offerings into to the house. In Jesus' name, amen. become anticipating to receive tonight amen come on how many of you come anticipating expectation in your heart to receive what God has for you I I don't want to leave here the same I want to leave changed amen and so I've come here to to receive what God has for me I'm excited about tonight this has been a tremendous week tremendous weekend Uh, man the word has been incredible the ministry has been incredible and I'm excited about what's going to take place tonight, the deposit that's going to be left here, and we're going to be changed. Amen? Amen. How, many of you, how many of you join in covenant today for miracles and healings in the house? Amen? Amen? Why don't you stand to your feet and wave at me for a minute and say, I've joined with you, Pastor. We're going to see it. Amen? That means that you're going to have to start reading the Word. You're going to have to start praying. Amen? Which you already do. And we're going to start seeing miracles take place. Amen? So when, when you come expecting and you come, you know, the, the word says that the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence and the violent take it by force. There are some things that we're going to have to take for the kingdom of God. Amen. And we're going to have to kick some gates down, kick some fences down. Amen. Kick some doors down in order to, to take what has been stolen. But yet at the same time, take what the enemy has in his hand. Uh, which means our children, our grandchildren, our neighbors, and those, and bring them into the kingdom of God. Amen? So when we come to church, we should bring somebody with us. Amen? I said when we come to church, we should be bringing somebody with us. I said when we come into church, we should be bringing somebody with us. Amen? Amen. And when we start doing that, we're going to have to have another building. Amen? We're going to have to have another building, amen, one that we have different classrooms for the kids and youth and all that, 
uh, everything that we need to do, where we can have sessions and classes, intercessory prayer can be praying behind the platform. You know, who knows what will take place, amen? So this is a good day. You may be seated. <clears throat> I'm glad I'm glad you're here tonight. I, I We pulled up earlier. It was about an hour before the service, and people were already sitting in the parking lot waiting. And I, I thought, man, these people are ready for revival to break out. Because revival breaks out, we're going to have to be here an hour before everybody else starts getting here so we can get everything ready. Amen? How many of you are ready for revival? Amen. Which means well, revival, revival, something had to be alive before and died for it to be revived. Which means, which, which when we're saying we want revival, we're actually talking about ourselves. And I think we're going we're gonna to step into an outpouring of God's spirit like, like we have never seen before. I believe we're moving into, into a season where that we're going to see... Um, miracles in an unprecedented volume, but it's going to be in such ways that we have never anticipated before. And I think we're going to stand back and say, I've never seen it quite like this on this occasion, you know, and, and we're going to see some phenomenal things happen. Amen. Tonight, I, I'm going to, I'm going to hush, but I do want to say this, this gentleman that we have here today is a friend of our house, a friend of our family. We love him dearly. We love his family and uh, just good, solid people. There's a lot of people in this world that we see that are ministers that, that minister just basically off of their gift. But when you have somebody that ministers out of the word and is able to use their gift, you can find some balance that is there that, bring, that brings a foundation in our life. And that's what we have with us today. We have a, a young man that knows the Word of God and, and has a power gift that is so accurate, so powerful. And uh, I, am, I, am, I am so excited to have him here. I believe, I believe that there has been so far a deposit that's been deposited here. But I also believe that tonight is going to be the icing on the cake. Amen. So all the flavors coming in tonight. Amen. All the all the pizzazz, all the good stuff is going to be coming out tonight. Amen. So once you give a good New Orleans Praise Church welcome to Prophet Patrick Kitely as he comes. Amen. 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 All right, like I like to say, that was good enough for me. Now let's give it up for Jesus. Come on, somebody. Come on. Come on. Woo. I like it right here. Amen. How many like it right here? In the presence of God, in the house of God, in Praise Church here. And uh, just a, it's, been a, it's been a wonderful weekend. Um, being in God's presence, I was down in Homa and then came up. We went up to Gonzales, and then we're here finishing up in New Orleans, so they've worked me real good, and uh, I go back home with good reports, and uh, I, this is the way I like it. This is the way my dad taught me. We would fly to Asia or to Africa, and my dad didn't, he, he didn't want to sleep and go to a hotel. He wanted to get off of the plane and go straight into a meeting, 
And so that's kind of how I grew up. And uh, so I just like it like this. Amen. But it's an honor and a privilege once again to be with you all and to be in the house of the Lord. I have great expectation that God is up to something really big here tonight. Amen. And those, of, those that could not make it tonight, I feel sorry for them. <laughs> no, they might have a good reason. I'm just, being, I'm just being silly. But I want you to look at somebody beside you and tell them, God loves you way too much to leave you the way that you are. Is that right? Amen. How many know that? He loves us way too much to leave us the way that we are. And so I just want to share a couple things with you and, and uh, a couple concepts, a couple thoughts, and then just move here prophetically. Is anyone in a hurry tonight? Okay, good. So we're just going to take our sweet time then. Is that all right? Amen. All right, that's good. Um, I want to share with you two things, two things. One, if you could go with me to the book of Esther real quickly. I just want to show just a concept here. I heard the Lord say in the worship to this house, make a one-year, three-year, and five-year wish list and get very specific with the things that you're looking for because you're entering into a season of fulfillment after fulfillment after fulfillment. And you have to understand something. Coming from the outside, but being a part of this family, there is an equity in the spirit that this house carries. This house, I don't know how long you've had Praise Church. How long has Praise Church been going? 22 years, but it's as if this church has been around for like 50 years. There's an equity in the spirit that God has given. So those of you that have come and become a part of this house, you and your household are actually attaching yourself and being grafted into equity, spiritual equity. You got to hear what the Lord is saying here tonight because this is very, very important for your family. Some of you might be first-generation Christians. Some of you might be second-generation Christians. But there's something that God has done in this house, and there's a river that flows in this place. Josh and I were talking about it. You stand right here, and then you start to preach, and, uh, and, and the volume gets a little bit louder. But there, it's like when you come into this atmosphere, I don't want to use the word easy. I don't even know what the word is. There's a flow. There's a flow in this house that you just don't get overnight because there's equity in their spirit. There's been prayers. There are prayers that have been prayed. There's intercession that has gone on, and there's been a plowing of the ground. This ground is ready for a move of God's spirit like never before. And I look at the city, and you say, can any good thing come out of New Orleans? You know what I'm saying? You look, and, and, and even in this nation, can any good thing come out of New Orleans? But could you imagine that God wants to do something that's not just touching this city, but actually America looks to? Because America's looked at the tragedies and looked at the, the, the difficulties that you all have gone through. But I see a company of people who are still here. Come on now. And you're strong. And God honors the fact that you're still here. He honors the fact that 
the house is here. There's people who went away. And, and God bless them. I'm not saying anything bad about them. I'm not being critical. But what I'm saying is with some people, that it wasn't their grace to continue. But for some reason, God has placed this house in this area huh, for decade after decade because with a supernatural strength, he's placed this house to be a beacon of light and a place where he's going to pour out his spirit. And so what I hear is God's just saying, you know what, just... You have a prayer list. I don't know what the word is, wish list, prayer list, whatever it may be. Make a list and get specific in the next year, (laughs) in the third year, in the fifth year. I heard the wish list. I heard the prayer list already talking. We're going to have a building, and we're going to have classrooms for children, and we're going to have a harvest that's just going to be busting from the seams. I heard, I heard the I started hearing it, and, and the Lord already spoke it to me this afternoon when I laid down. I tried to lay down just for a minute, just to rest my head, and I just started hearing the Lord say, just tell this house to make a prayer list, make a specific list of what you are believing God for, and lay it out and pray over it and watch God breathe on it. <laughs> because the words... There's already, the, the list is already there because the prophecies have been spoken. And the words have been declared in this house already. So it's pretty easy to sit down and make a list. I see Josh's mind already. Oh, the first year, the third year, the fifth year. Huh. That's you. You already, we can already just, we could just brainstorm right now. I'm just going to sit down and we're just going to sit here and get a, a whiteboard out and let's just go ahead and, and put year one, year three, year five. But that's what I hear in the spirit is that God says, I'm going to perform all that I have spoken to you. And it's not as if you're just pulling this list out of the air. This is, again, connected to what God has already spoken. And it's also connected to all of you. Because I hear the Lord say, even, with, in, even in, to everyone in this room, begin to dream again. Begin to dream the dream of God again. Woo, this is good stuff. I'm going to grab onto this. Patrick, I'm talking to myself now. Excuse me for a second. I'll just talk behind the speaker. Patrick, dream the dream of God. Believe that he's going to answer the prayers that you're praying. Come on, somebody. You're going to believe that he is going to fulfill the words that he's spoken over. Did he not say that he watches over his word to perform it? And every word that he's spoken, it will not return void, but it will accomplish what he sent it out to do. Woo, this is exciting to me again. This is powerful again. And so watch and see, because God's going to do some amazing things. Somebody say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, two things. One, you mentioned it this morning, Haman, before we got here. Okay, I want to read a verse. I want to just show you a verse. It's Esther 6.14. Is he, are they, they going to put it up? Okay, Esther, Esther 6.14. This is interesting. Because I, I want you, two things I'm going to do. I want you to understand prophetically where we are, okay, and what we're about to step into. All right? And then I want to show you what God's going to do tonight because it's kind of fun. Are you ready to have a good time in the presence of the Lord? So Esther 6.14, just verse 14, it says, While they were yet 
talking with him. Now, who is him? Well, it's Haman. And who is talking with him? Well, you got to read the verse before it, and you'll find that it's his wife, Zeresh, and their friends. And they're talking with Haman. And it says in the Scripture, came the king's chamberlains and hasted to bring Haman unto the banquet that Esther had prepared. Esther 6, 14. What what, What does Haman mean? In the Hebrew, I see people taking notes, so this is good. In the Hebrew, Haman means governor of thoughts. Haman means multitude of voices. Basically, if I can just break it down into 2022 vernacular, Haman means the thought police. And his wife, Zeresh, her name means golden. And just before in this verse, you look in this verse, and they're having a conversation with Haman. And basically, his wife is speaking a message to the thought police that your strategy has backfired. See, I need you to understand something, that the strategy of the enemy in this hour is going to backfire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to backfire. And here we have this thought police who thought that he could govern everything in the land, and all of a sudden, his own wife speaks to him and says, it's going to backfire. It's interesting because where are we in this verse? This is where we are prophetically in this moment. In Esther 4.14, two chapters before this, we find that Mordecai had spoken to Esther. Esther, her name, it's very interesting, Esther means star, right? What was her Hebrew name? Hadassah. Hadassah means myrtle. Esther doesn't just mean star, by the way. It also means I am hidden or I am a hiding place. That's what Esther means. Esther also means the revealer of evil. Woo! And so here we have Esther. And it's interesting about Esther, too, because in the book of Esther, her father's name, Abihail, his name is Abihail, and it's A-B-I-H-A-I-L, Abihail. Abihail is interesting because his name means father of might, father of light. Somebody say that with me. Father of might, father of light. And it's interesting because Esther had a father who covered the entire breadth of her life, even though he wasn't there. Because when she was Hadessa, she was a myrtle might. And when she became Esther, star, light. So her father's name, I'm talking to somebody here, was connected to who she was in every portion of her life. Do you realize you have a father, a heavenly father, who's a father of might, and he's a father of light. 
In fact, James said that in, in, in James chapter 1 that every good and perfect gift comes from the Father of lights in whom there is no variableness or shadow of turning. He's the Father of lights. I'm just laying something down here because this is interesting. So Mordecai, who in the book of Esther represents the Holy Spirit, is sending these messages through this man named Hathach. And Hathosh was going between Mordecai and Esther, between the Holy Spirit and the bride. Can I talk to somebody? There's this prophetic Hathosh who's carrying the word of Mordecai to Esther, but also carrying the word of Esther back to Mordecai, carrying the word of the Holy Spirit, come on, to the bride, and carrying the word of the bride back to the Holy Spirit. And there's this conversation going back and forth and back and forth. And finally, there's this plot that is revealed that was made by the governor of thought, and he speaks a word in Esther 4.14. You've been brought to the kingdom for such an hour as this. And Esther said, you know what? Okay, if I perish, I perish. Let's do this. Let's do this. And so what does she do? She goes and she prepares in chapter 5 a banquet. And she invites the king. And she invites Haman. Watch this. She invites them to a banquet, and everything is prepared. And it's a wonderful banquet. And when they get to the banquet, the king, and he said this three times to her, Esther, what do you request? Up to half of my kingdom. Now, that's the Old Testament. Now, the king says in the New Testament, what do you request from all of my kingdom. But you look in the scripture and he asks her, what do you request? And Esther was there to expose the governor of thought. The thought that was trying to govern and bring a holocaust against God's people. Watch this. I'm telling you a Bible story here for a minute because this is good stuff. And Esther is asked the question, what do you request? What is your petition? And Esther stands up. She goes, my request. Um, my request. Um, what was my request? Um, my request. Uh, and she becomes tongue-tied. Catch this. She knew before she got into the banquet what she was going to say. I'm sure she had her notes. Like She was just sitting there. She knew what she was going to ask. But when she got into this moment, I want you to catch this here, she couldn't articulate it. She could not say it. And so all she could say was, well, um, can we have another banquet? Can we have a second banquet? And the king said, absolutely. And they closed that banquet down. Ooh, this is amazing. And prophetically, I want you to understand something. We are in a moment where we're in between the banquets. Between banquet one and banquet two. Is somebody catching this here? We're in 
between the banquets. You see, Esther had the right message, but not in the right timing. Esther represents the bride. Can I talk to somebody here? We know what we're supposed to say. But for some reason, we've gotten tongue-tied. She's sitting there going, what's my request? I can't say it. And, 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 And for some reason, she cannot say it and declare it, so she calls for another banquet. So prophetically, we find ourselves in this season in between the banquets. If you want to know where we are right now, here in August of 2022, we are in between the banquets. But the reason we're in between the banquets is because there's a few things more that needed to happen before Esther spoke what she wanted for the king, from the king. What needed to happen? Well, in between the banquets, in Esther 5.14... You have Esther 4.14, you have Esther 5.14, and we have Esther 6.14. But in Esther 5.14, what happens? Haman builds gallows. Come on, somebody. It says, then Suresh, golden, his wife, and all his friends, they said unto him, let a gallows be made of 50 cubits high. 50 is the number of Jubilee. This is a counterfeit Jubilee where the enemy wants to celebrate by bringing a holocaust against God's people and against specifically the Holy Spirit. They want to hang the Holy Spirit. They want to get rid of the Holy Spirit. The governor of thought wants to get rid of the Holy Spirit. Come on, people. The multitude of voices want to get rid of the Holy Spirit. Somebody's catching on to what I'm saying. And so there's this plot. So it says, 50 50 cubits high, and tomorrow speak thou unto the king that Mordecai, the Holy Spirit, may be hanged thereon. Then go thou in merrily with the king unto the banquet. And the thing pleased Haman, and he caused the gallows to be made. See, what happened was, was this is right after banquet number one. You see, there are some things that needed to take place before Esther could say what she was supposed to say. So it happened, somebody say, in between the banquets. What also happened in between the banquets? The king couldn't sleep in chapter 6. And so he said, give me some of those boring laws. Bring some of those boring laws that we've made. And read them to me so I can go to sleep. It's like a, a, a Xanax for kings. <laughs> it's codeine for the kings. Come on, somebody. Give me an Ambien here tonight. And so they start reading the laws in between the banquets that they created, in between the banquets. And a story of what happened was being read to the king of how Mordecai, the Holy Spirit, somebody's catching on to what I'm saying here. (laughs) Mordecai, the Holy Spirit, had stopped a plot against the king and saved his life in between the banquets. And so the king heard this story and he said, I need to talk to Haman (laughs) in between the banquets. And I have a question for him. What... 
should be done for a man. Come on, somebody. And he's thinking about, yes. You're talking about me, the governor of thought. I have a lot of good thoughts. What should be done for the man who has saved the king's life? What should be done for a man who has taken care of the king and stopped plots against him? And Haman said, well, I think we should roll out the royal Escalade. The Range Rover. Drop top. Come on, somebody. (laughs) And we ought to bring out the Louis Vuitton kingly robe and put on some, come on, somebody, some jewelry on him. And you know what we ought to do? We ought to take that man through the streets of the city and say, this is what the king does for those who look out for him, who have his back. This is how the king honors such a man. And the king thought, Haman, you got a lot of good thoughts. You know what? Go get Mordecai, the Holy Spirit. Woo, somebody's catching on to what I'm saying. Get the Holy Spirit. And go ahead and march the Holy Spirit through the middle of the city. And bring honor to the Holy Spirit in between the banquets. You see, there's some things that had to happen in between the banquets that needed to take place. You want to know prophetically where we are? We're in between the banquets. So Haman takes out Mordecai. You know he's mad because he already made these gallows for him. And he takes out Mordecai and has to perform this. And that's where we arrive in in, in Esther chapter 6 and verse 14. He comes back into the house. He's not feeling too good. And Zeresh is sitting in the kitchen making some food. And she doesn't even look back to him. She's like, hey, Haman. And Haman's like, I don't feel like talking to you right now. I'm just going to sit down and watch CNN and his evil twin, Fox, the evil brothers, what they're saying in Shushani News tonight. I don't feel like it right now. And she's like, well, Haman, I'm going to tell you something. What you tried to do against Mordecai, the Holy Spirit, you governor of thought, it's going to backfire. Can somebody say it's going to backfire? And so here we are prophetically in this moment where we look at Esther 6.14 and the scripture says while she is telling him this thing is about to backfire, the king's chamberlains come in into the house and they say it's time for you to go to the second banquet. This is good stuff. See, I want to speak prophetically right now that the king's servants are coming to tell you you had one named Bishop Tudor and you have another one named Patrick Kitely. And the king's servants are coming to say, let's go to the second banquet. Let's go to a banquet because we're going to see what the enemy has plotted in between the banquets. Come on, somebody. What he's plotted could be brought down in the name of Jesus. And they take Haman, the governor of thought, the thought police. 
trying to police your thoughts. And they take him to the banquet. He gets in the banquet. Esther's in the banquet. She look, the king looks at her and says, Esther, for the third time in this scripture, under half my kingdom, what do you request? She said, oh, I just got a simple little request. Someone is trying to bring a holocaust against God's people. And the king's like, what are you talking about? And she said, well, there's something that has been written. And she begins to expose the thought police. <laughs> she begins to expose the whole plan. And the king's like, who did this? And she said, it's Haman, the governor of thoughts. And all of a sudden, Haman, come on somebody, is taken with the king's servants to the gallows that he created for the Holy Spirit with a counterfeit jubilee. And he's put onto the gallows and he is hung and there's a real jubilee because the plot has been destroyed. You see, I want to speak prophetically to you tonight that we're in between the banquets. Are you catching what I'm saying? We're in between moments. This is an interesting season. What do you do when you're in between? The scripture says in Genesis chapter 12, chapter 13, that Abraham was in between Bethel and Ai, between the house of God and a heap of ruins. What did he do in the in-between place? The Bible says he built an altar. He began to worship. What do you do in the in-between place? You worship. You lift up God. Come on, somebody. You begin to just let him have his way. We're in a moment where we just have to be like Esther and let God have his way. Why in the world was she tongue-tied? Come on, somebody. But God's in this moment where he's like, let me take care of the details in between the banquets. Let me take care of what's going on in your in-between place. See, some of you have felt displaced. You felt out of place. And you've wondered what's going on. Why haven't things panned out? Why aren't things haven't worked out fully the way I thought? There's words and prophecies that I've been hanging on to and, and, and things that have been declared by many voices and I believe them and I know they're going to take place. And God says in between that place, he wants to give you a peace and he wants to teach you how to worship and he wants to teach you how to wait. They that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. Teach me, Lord, to wait. They that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. You see, God comes tonight to renew your strength. And it's interesting because in the Hebrew, the word renew actually is, it, it means exchange. So all of a sudden, you come to a place where you're not just renewing, making new your strength. You're actually exchanging your strength. You're exchanging your strength for his strength. You're, you're exchanging your mindset for his mindset. You're exchanging earthly kingdoms for the heavenly kingdom. And that's where we are. God comes to renew you in between the banquets. Comes to restore you. It's interesting, I was in, this is my second thought. I was in, and my daughter just put this online. 
I was in Oregon, and I was preaching in a conference. It was an intercessors conference. I actually was not on the schedule originally, but uh, there was a gentleman. Have you ever heard of the Passion Translation? His name's Dr. Brian Simmons, and he got COVID four days before the conference. And so they asked me, they said, Patrick, can you come to Portland? I had the weekend off. And I was like, absolutely. So I was like, you know, a bench warmer. You know what I'm saying? I'm just getting off, coming off the bench and just, you know, putting on the uniform and going to the Northwest Ministers Conference. And I get to the conference, and the presence of the Lord was there in a mighty way. And God began to move, and there were miracles taking place. And I got into this meeting, and spontaneously, I just picked up a Kleenex box. And the Lord just began, it was just very spontaneous. And I just went up to somebody and I said, is that easy to receive? That's easy. Do you feel that? Yeah. Now how about that one? That easy to receive? Here, you want, can you try that? Is that easy to receive? Okay. Is that easy to receive? Yeah. That's pretty, pretty easy to receive. Let me, let me try Josh because he's a little different. Is that easy to receive? Is, is, is that easy to receive? Is, is that easy to receive? Now, Josh, come sit right here. I want to I use you as a public example. Is, is, is that easy to receive? All right, what if I, what if I give you two more? Is that easy? Pretty, pretty easy to receive? Okay, stay right there. Now. Compared to what I just gave you, is that easy to receive? Compare, compared to what I just gave you, it's more difficult. Now, that's religion. This is what God wants to give you. Life, joy, peace, healing, miracles, signs. Is that easy to receive? See, and just you hold that for about an hour, okay? Could you imagine, Carrie? In fact, stand up, just kind of walk around, just see. It, you know, can you imagine just, you, you know... You go, we're going to Starbucks today, and we both walk in, and, you know, you kind of have to look around what you're carrying to even make an order, and it's not that easy to receive, and it's also not that easy to carry. Is that, is that easy to receive? Yeah, pretty good. Now, along with that, my brother Josh... Not only is there religion, but religion doesn't work. Oh, somebody's alive up in here. How many, how many can testify that religion doesn't work? Religion wears you out. You have to work extra hard to be religious. Come on now and carry something around. So can you imagine that it's easy when you're religious to also carry depression? Now, is that easy to receive now that you have both of these? Yeah, compared to this. It's pretty tough. Now just walk around. So now you walk around religious and depressed. Come on, somebody. That's not what God wants to give us. See, I'm talking about we're in between the banquets, and God wants to give us something in this moment that is so powerful. Josh, you're amazing. Now, now let me just maybe try even add one more thing for you. Just go ahead and sit down. 
Let me just look around it for some kind of trinket. Okay. So not only do you have religion and depression, but now you have a hat called confusion. And you have to balance that. And you have to put on a smile, put on a show, and act like everything's okay because of that religious spirit that's in your life. And it's not that easy to receive. It's not that easy to carry that around. Is somebody catching what I'm saying here tonight? Just trying to give you an image. Let's give Josh a hand. He deserves an, an Oscar for his performance here tonight. You see, is that easy to receive? Let me see. Is that easy to receive? Okay, let me just keep going here. Is that easy to receive? I'm taking my sweet time here because there's an impartation happening. Is that easy to receive? Woo. How about that? Is, that? is that? is that pretty easy? Yeah. Would you, would you like a chair? No. Is that easy to receive? Is that easy? Life. Joy. Peace. Is that easy to receive? Healing. Is that easy to receive? I'm just making my way around the room. Just... just don't mind me. Is that easy to receive? Is that easy? How about in the sound booth here? The media booth. Here, give you a double portion, triple, por triple portion, quadruple portion. Just, is, that easy to, is that easy to receive? Is that easy to receive? Yeah. How about that? Is that easy to receive? Is that easy to receive? Yeah. All right. Let me, let me just come over here. Is that easy to receive? I got a word for this guy. Is that easy to receive? Pretty easy? Yeah. That's pr pretty easy. Is that pretty easy? Yeah, you can handle that. Is that easy? Yeah. Hello. Is that good? Hello, hello. Is that easy? Did you, did you get one? Did you get another one? Who didn't get one? Here, here we go. Oh, Bo, is that easy to receive? Yeah, over here. Is that easy to receive? Yeah. How about that? How you doing, man? Is that easy to receive? Easy to receive. Here, did I give you one? Well, let me give you a few more. Yeah, you, that's all, all that right there. And there, and then let me go in here too. Is that easy to receive? Yeah, Blaze, can you go? <laughs> he smiled at me. Is that easy to receive? You know, I was just, I was in this meeting and just, is that easy to receive? You getting a picture here? Oh, welcome. Is, is that easy to receive? Is that easy to receive? Yeah. Is that, it's not heavy. It's light. How about that? Is that what you see? This, I'm, I'm showing them an example. This is what, how, what God wants to give you. It's easy to receive. Yeah. And I gave, I gave uh, Josh a huge chair and put it on him like this, and it wasn't easy to receive. Just catching you up right. We're just having to catch up here for a minute. Is that easy to receive? Yeah. Is that easy to receive? So I'm, I'm in this meeting in Portland, and I took my sweet time. We handed out and just said to 800 people in this meeting, is that easy to receive? Took me about like 25 minutes. Is that easy to receive? Is that easy to receive? We were running out of boxes. We had to throw them, get the next box. Is that easy to receive? In fact, in the middle of it, the Lord began to speak to a woman, and I had a $20 bill in my pocket, and I said, God wants to bless you. She started crying. 
She didn't even have enough gas to get home. And all of a sudden, people started coming and bringing 20s and $100 bills and $50 bills. And the whole thing was flooding out. We had to get a second empty Kleenex box. And so the Kleenex box turned into an offering box. And at the end of this meeting, and it took a while to hand out all those Kleenexes, it's that easy to receive. This lady comes up to me, and she says, do you know the significance of the Kleenex boxes? I'm like, is that easy to receive? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. And she said, Here, well, here's what it is. She said, two weeks ago yesterday, we had a funeral right here for my 23-year-old son. He was a worship leader in the house, and he was on his motorcycle, and he was hit by a truck, struck on the freeway. And she said, I bought all the Kleenex boxes that you just handed out. <laughs> and all the Kleenex that, you went, that went forth, that was from his funeral. And I was like, whoa. And she said, when you did that, hmm. she's crying. And I'm crying. <laughs> having a moment, and she said, when you did that, the Lord spoke to me and said that just by that one simple thing, that one simple act, the Lord told me that the legacy of my son is going forth. Just by, is that easy to receive? Woo! Is that easy to receive? You see, God wants to show us that what he has for us, he said, my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. In Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, and you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. In Hebrews chapter 12, the scripture says you are receiving. Is that easy to receive? You are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Woo! And then in John chapter 1, it says, To as many as received him, to them he gave the power to become the sons of God. What he has for you. Starting on the next box. You're just going to have to go to CVS or Costco to get a refill. Is that easy to receive? You shall receive power. You shall receive power. You shall receive power to become what you could not become on your own. To receive power because I don't know about you, but without him, I'm lost. And without him, I'm blind. And without him, I weak. But when we come to him, he says, now let the weak say I am strong. Let the poor say I am rich because of what the Lord has done for us. See, when you receive him, you become what you cannot become. Because his name is Jehovah. And there is no God like Jehovah. Jehovah in the Hebrew means the becoming one. He becomes what you need when you need it. And so when you need provision, he becomes Jireh. Jehovah 
Jireh. When you need a healing, he becomes Jehovah Rapha. I feel like preaching here for a second. He becomes what you need when you need it. When you need him to be there when you're all alone and you feel by yourself, he becomes Shama. The God who is there. Jehovah Sidkenu. You go down all the, the names of God and you realize he becomes what you need. When you need peace, he is Jehovah Shalom. When you need someone to help fight with you, he is Jehovah We Gabor. The God who is mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. And be lifted up, you everlasting doors, and let the King of glory come in. Who is this King of glory? He is Jehovah We Gabor, the Lord mighty in battle. He is on your side, and you're not all by yourself. And if God is for you, who can be against you? So somebody in this room, I'm telling you, it's your hour where you need to stand still and see the salvation of Now, after all that, is that easy to receive? Hmm. Bo, is that easy to receive? You like that? Now, I brought you presents today. Was that easy to receive? Bo got, like, I don't even see it now. Oh, it's over here. Oh, it's in the backpack. But my wife sent presents. And what did you get? You got a Mario t-shirt. You got a Mario lunch pail. Super Mario. What else did you get? Super Mario Legos. Super Mario playset. You got the holy hookup <laughs> from my wife. And then, was that easy to receive? Yes, it was. He's nodding his head. Because when God gives you gifts, even the gifts of the Holy Spirit, because there's people, God has given each one of us gifts of the Holy Spirit. And guess what? It's easy to receive. That kid in the middle of the restaurant today took that bag and took things out and took things out. And that bag was full. Wasn't that bag full? It was full of gifts. Can you imagine that our Heavenly Father has a bag full of gifts? And... It's easy to receive. You see, we're in a moment where it's easy to receive what God wants to do. Josh, since I'm picking on you, I'm going to keep going with it. On Friday morning, I woke up. Excuse me, my voice cracked. <laughs> On Friday morning, I woke up. Your brother-in-law held a service at 6.30 a.m. on Friday morning that I was supposed to speak at. We'll talk about that later. I need you to handle him. I had done a women's meeting for them on Thursday night, and it broke out. We had a great time, and they had the audacity to have me wake up at 5.30, the prophet of God. And we wake up, and we went there at 6.30 in the morning. Well, I got up at 5.30. And about 5.45, the Lord spoke about you to me. And it's a confirmation of what I already know now. But I'm going to speak what he said. God said, promotion is coming to Josh. A door that you cannot open is being opened to you. But I heard the Lord say that the next promotion is just the stepping stone.
you are seen as faithful. And there's going to be wide and effectual doors of influence given to you. Not just in the corporation that you work in, but cross corporations. Because you're bringing answers and solutions. Joseph like answers and solutions in your sphere, in the place that God has put you. And it's going, the word is going to get out. Watch out because headhunters are coming. And people are going to, they're going to hear about you. And there might even be job offers from different arenas and different corporations because of the man of God that you are and the faithfulness that you have. God says, I'm going to bless you and I'm going to raise you up in this hour as my voice in this time to be my prophet and a man with a pastoral heart in corporate America. Woo! And I ordain you for that, says the Lord. I have ordained you. I have placed you in that place, says the Spirit of the Lord. And so think it not strange I don't know what it is. You've told me that every time I come here, there's like a promotion coming. And, and here it is again, the next promotion. The Lord spoke. I broke up very clearly at 545, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to tell him. Because at 545, it was like really clear, and I'm kind of groggy, but it was clear in my spirit, promotion is taking place. And so the process you're going through right now is actually going to be accelerated quicker than you think. And you're going to step into that place, and you're going to move with grace, and you're going to change the atmosphere. Woo! And you're going to make decisions. And guess what? God's not trying to put any weight on you that you cannot bear. So he says, I give you grace for the place. I've come to a place where I can no longer face all of this without grace. Well, guess what? You have grace and you have an unction and an anointing for this. So it's not just about increase. It's about influence. And by the way, both those words are real powerful because they both have in in them. Increase. Influence. To be in the flow, the fluence, the, the fluidity. To influence the flow and the atmosphere. God gives you influence. And that is success in the kingdom. Joseph, because he interpreted dreams, was brought to second in command over all of Egypt. And he, he began to create storehouses. There's something connected with this. He began to create storehouses huh, to be able to feed the nations. There's an international reach that God gives you for the nations. And he releases this anointing upon you even now. And he releases the grace that you didn't think you had even now. So he's moving things around even internally in your mind and in your heart. He's moving things around because this is all a setup for where you're going in this hour in the kingdom. For you are a kingdom man. And you're going to be in a kingdom example to many. And you're going to teach people how to become kingdom investors. So it might feel sometimes like you are the money guy standing up here. But what you're doing is line upon line, precept upon precept. 
laying down kingdom principles for God's people to cause them to move into kingdom influence in their spheres of influence. You are a lifter, my brother. You're going to be one who's going to lift people up in their place. You're going to encourage people in their place. And so this is an exciting time. This is not going to be difficult. I know that you're, 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 you're mom and dad and you're raising little ones, but there's a grace, Bethany, in this season. That prophetic voice, that word that you preach, that song that you sing, God's breathing upon it, and it's going to be joyful. It's going to be, it's going to be fun for you. And even in this season while you're raising the kids because the grace of God is upon bow and blaze. In a mighty way. And don't worry, they're not going to be hindered or held back by anything. Because they're going to be kingdom children and kingdom people in their day. And the word of the Lord is on this young prophet is already so powerful. And this fire starter revival preacher blaze. Gosh, you named him right. Huh. They're going to, even at young ages, be able to have a capacity to understand the things of God and the purpose of God. And, and God's going to give them open visions. And they're going to see angels and angelic visitations. And they're going to see the power of God at young ages. Like Samuel, they're going to hear God call their names out loud. And so you don't have to worry or be concerned. God has them covered even better than you can cover them. And so, Bethany, your voice, your, your, not just your singing voice, but your preaching voice and your prophetic voice will be heard across the land. Huh. God's going to open up doors for you to begin to speak, not just to women, but to the church. And to bring course adjustments. You have a perspective. I'm talking to, to like Abraham sitting at the tent, at the door of the tent right here. If you want to know what that is, I preached last night. Go to the, go to the Facebook page or the, whatever, where is it? It's on YouTube or whatever. It's on all of them. Just go to Praise Church. You can find out sitting at the door of the tent in the heat of the day. We preached that last night. And I feel like I'm just sitting, you're sitting at the door right here taking care of the baby. But, but I'm telling you right now, God's raising up your voice to bring course adjustments to the body. To begin to activate saints for this hour. Gosh, the anointing is here so strong. And so even the things that God put, put on you, even when you were young, when you were little, that you saw with your family, in different parts of the family, you saw that and you said, I want to be a part of that. God says, you are not only going to be a part of it, but the blessing of generations comes down and flows upon you. The anointing, the sacrifice, the years, the tears. <laughs> All of that comes down. The anointing comes upon, upon you in this time, and it's going to be so powerful. The word I hear is exponential, what God would do. And so, God, you have, you have been faithful in this house, and it's amazing. You've been faithful to your parents and faithful to your pastors. Your past, it's amazing all because I had the same thing. My pastor parents, my parents' pastors, and sometimes pastor was higher than parent. Sometimes parent was higher than pastor, but it was all together because we're just one big family. But, but you serve them well, and you'll continue to serve them well. But God's honoring you all in this season and raising you up to influence many people across many lines and across in, in different places, in different spaces. And you're going to stand up even in denominations and preach the word of the Lord. My goodness. 
You're going to declare and prophesy the word of the Lord. You're going to sing the song of the word of the Lord, the word of the Lord. You're going to sing it. It's like, it's like God gives you this. Man, the only person I can ex explain some of this to is somebody like Bishop Joseph Garlington, where he can move between song and preach and song and preach. And there's a song for the season. There's a song for the moment. And it comes through the word. It comes through the prophetic. You sing songs, a song of the Lord over people. It's spontaneous songs. It's Holy Ghost songs. It's psalms and hymns and spiritual songs that God wants to release through you. One of the things that is on the list in this house is you need a keyboardist and a drummer and a bass player and a guitarist. The singers are already here and a studio. And I just see on your list, I don't know if it's one, three, or five, but God, I see God bringing them people together. People with the worshiping heart that you all carry in this house. And so it's about to get voluminous in here. This is just the hallway. This is just a portion of the lobby of what God wants to do. Come on, somebody. We're practicing in the hallway. This is good. Now, now, now I'm getting what I was preaching on. In between the banquets, you're in between that room and the room God's about to bust open for you. And so you're in between. Come on, somebody. See, see, see the hallway is the in-between place. Woo! I, I'm enjoying this now myself. The hallway is the in-between place. You walk from one room through the hallway. This room is a hallway to the next room, to the next place, to a wide and open space. Woo! Into a new season. Into the word that has been spoken over this house for decades. Somebody say amen. amen. Somebody say praise the, Lord. praise the Lord. What's your name, sir? You know I was coming to you. What's your name, Jonathan? Jonathan, grace, gift of God. You know your name? Jonathan, John, grace, Nathan, Nathan, gift of God. The gift of God, the grace of the gift of God is on your life, my brother. Woo! I just see your story. God's brought you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. And you're grateful. Man, you are grateful of what God has done in your life. Huh. And in your family, the Lord says, I'm going to cause a visitation to take place. Whoo! You've been carrying a lot of weight in this last season, even concerning family, concerning a lot of different things. But I just hear the Lord say that I'm lifted off of you tonight, and I'm letting you know in advance that I'm turning things around, I'm changing things up, and I'm going to answer your prayers right before your very eyes. So this is a time of taking off all of the weight and all of the concern, and it's a time where you're going to step into a time of rejoicing and joy, says the Spirit of the Lord. For there's, a, there's a, a call of an evangelist on you. There's a, a deep desire to see people come to Jesus, just even through what your experiences has been in your life and how God has taken you and changed you and turned you around and placed your, I'm going to rhyme now, and placed your feet on solid ground. God says that he's going to use you even in a greater way than you could ever imagine to touch people huh, that nobody else would touch. 
to speak love to people, to speak grace to people, to, 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 to be there in, in the midst of darkness and to shine the light of God in their lives. And so the Lord comes to you tonight to remind you that he is with you huh, and he hears you and he will not leave you and he does not forsake you, but he covers you. He has your back, O man of God. And so I speak that to you right now, even an activation of evangelistic anointing in your life. Souls, 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 souls. Who's this guy beside you? Your nephew? What's your name? Isaac. Isaac, laughter. Preached about you last night in Genesis 18. You have a, a very sensitive heart to God, to the presence of God, to the things of God. And I just see that even in this season that God meets you with his presence and fills you with his love woo, in a mighty way. He comes and he fills you with his presence. God says, I'm going to use you to bring healing to others in your generation, a generation that has been unaffirmed, a generation that is wounded. God says, I'm going to use you. I'm going to use you to bring healing to them. When you speak, it's like life flows forth from your mouth. Grace flows forth from your mouth. What the enemy has meant for evil against you through your days, through your years, the Lord takes it and he's turned it for good. Woo! The assignment of the enemy was to destroy you. The assignment of the enemy was to take you out. But guess what? You're here right now by the grace of God in this room. And God says, I'm filling you up. Woo! I'm filling up your tank. I'm filling you up with my presence so you can reach many in your generation. You have friends out there that are lost. You know a lot of people out there that are in deep darkness. And God says, I'm going to make you the one that's going to touch them. I'm going to use you to touch them. So you're going to see yourself differently from now on, says the Lord. I even touch even your, your family. Mm. Yeah, I touch your family. You've been praying for your family. See, God's done great things for you. And God says, I'm going to do great things for them. And I'm going to turn their hearts now. They've misunderstood you. They've spoken against you even. It's been kind of hurtful. But God comes and he, 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 he gives the spirit of forgiveness to you. And just release that. Because he wants to use you. Even your response. A soft answer turns away wrath. In your responses, the way you talk, the way you respond, God says, I'm going to touch their hearts, and I'm going to bring healing and restoration. So this is your time, my friend Isaac. Isaac means laughter. This is a time of laughter. This is a time of joy. Now, also what you do, even you're looking at your future and saying, what am I going to do? I believe God's bringing you clarity, even in this moment. You even felt like, God, am I, am I supposed to be doing some ministry? What am I supposed to be doing? And it's like, the Lord's like, yeah, like you're nodding your head. He's nodding his head. My call is on your life, my brother. You're going to preach the word. You're going to declare the word in your generation. And so God calls you forth now. 
He calls you to another level. He calls you to a new place in Him where there's not only going to be clarity, but He's going to connect some dots for you. And even in this Word, this Word is a lamp to your feet and it's a light to your path. And so God causes that Word to come alive in you, says the Spirit of the Lord. Woo, Isaac. You're good, man. I don't even know who you are. I don't know where you came from. But God has you here in this moment. And he's speaking directly to you. And he even speaks healing in your heart right now. He speaks healing in your heart. He's just bringing, a full, bringing you a full circle now huh, in your journey. You're young, but you've been through a lot. You've seen a lot. And God just brings you full circle into a place of, 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 of great peace in your heart because he's calling you forth in this hour. In Jesus' name, God bless you, bro. Woo. Yeah. Somebody say amen. amen. Somebody say praise the, Lord. praise the Lord. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Sorry, I'm just, I'm just getting around you all. I'm just fired up. I'm just stirred up. It's amazing what God's doing in this time among his people. And I'm looking at you and you're looking at me. We're having a staring contest. <laughs> yes, Lord. I'm just going to keep speaking over this generation for a minute. What's your name? August. That's a good name. Is, are you with your, the, your mother? Okay. How old are you? 13. I'm going to tell you something. August. I looked at you. I saw you earlier when I gave you the is that easy to receive Kleenex. And you have a heart for God. You have a heart, and, 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 and sometimes maybe it's not, you know, it's not seen necessarily by everybody, but God has a heart for you. God loves you, August, and he's watching over you, and he's taking care of you. I just got to speak to you here. We can have just a little chat here. And God's speaking over you right now, and he's speaking to you right now. And he says, even at age 13, he sets you apart unto him, unto his purpose for your life. He sets you apart as a young man who is going to have a passion for the presence of God, a passion for worship. Woo! It's like when the worship music goes on, you're like, you can just flow and sit in it all day long. Because there's a passion for the presence of God in your life. And August, I'm telling you, in that place, you're going to find yourself. In that place, you're going to find out your identity. You're going to find out who you are in Him because God's called you in this hour. Now, I don't want to put a big old heavy thing on you because you're 13. And when I was 13, I was somebody gave me a prophetic word. But at the same time, when they spoke the prophetic word, they told me, be 13. Be a kid and grow into it. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm just going to give you a little inside scoop. God is going to raise you up to be a prophetic voice. He's going to give you the ears to hear and the heart to perceive the sound of his voice. And you will speak it in your generation. And so God puts you here in this room here tonight and in this place here tonight to let you know. He's speaking right to you, August. And he's saying, 
I'm watching over you. And he, God has protected you. He has kept you all the days of your life. And so even in this time, be 13. Love Jesus. Press into worship. Get the word out. Get the Bible out. Study the word. I'm just giving you some words of wisdom here. And just let God fill you. And don't be influenced by the world and what's going all around you. Be the influencer. Change the atmosphere. Yeah, because God's hands on you. So I just speak that to you right now in Jesus' name. And Lord, I thank you for an impartation of the prophetic. Lord, let him hear the sound of your voice just in, in his heart. Let him know that it's you. Even when he's listening to worship music and hanging out with his mother, she's putting on the worship music, and you're just in there, just take that time, and God's going to speak to you. Because eventually, as he speaks to you, then he will speak through you. And it would be really cool, because how he's going to speak to you is going to be, might even seem real simple, where you're just going to turn situations around and you speak to your friends a word of encouragement. You speak to your friends just a word from God. It doesn't have to be, that saith the Lord, and yell like we do in here. Actually, the prophetic is more regular and normal than some of us realize. It just flows because God just shows you something, and you speak a God thought, and you speak a God thought, and you speak a God thought. But there's a prophetic mantle on this kid. And it's really powerful. He has a sensitivity to the Spirit of God. Even when he was young, he had a sensitivity to the Spirit of God. And it's really cool what God's put on you, man. So, wow, this guy's going to be a giant in the kingdom. August. When were you born? December, okay. <laughs> I was wondering if it was August. Just checking. That's a cool name. That's a cool name. And what's your name? Tracy. Um... This is your son. Do you have any other children? This is, this is the guy. Um, I just see that you're, you're, you're moving into a place in this season where, you know, you have a passion for God's presence. And you have a passion for the things of God. And I just see God bring into a place of a few things. And I, I, I'm getting these words, but I'm going to say it anyway, of resolution in this season where it's like, a settling. You know, the scripture talks, David said, God, he settled all of my estates. And God's settling some things right now in this season. He's rooting you. He's planting you. He's going to cause you to bear much fruit. And so I hear that scripture. You're going to go out with joy. <laughs> you're going out of the last season into this next season. You're going to go out with joy. You're going to be led forth with peace. The trees of the field are going to clap their hands. You know that scripture in Isaiah 55. And I'm telling you, it's like you're going out in procession, out of one season into the next in God, and it's going to be powerful. It's going to be a time of rejoicing. You're stepping into victory. I want you to wave goodbye to yesterday, Whew, to disappointment in Jesus' name to things, to, to, to hurts and pains. The enemy tried so hard to pull you down, but he could not. Woo! He could not pull you down. He could not take you out. He could not destroy your life. But guess what? You're still here, and you're praising God, and you're giving him the glory. And it's quite a story that you have because you are going to be used by God to bring freedom to others. Woo! 
I mean, you're going to literally just speak to people and lay hands on people and pray for people, and freedom is going to be released in their life. The Scripture says where the Spirit of the Lord there all is, there also is freedom. And so God's going to use you as one who's going to release people and set them free. And so the anointing of God comes upon you tonight, and he says, I'm settling your estates. I'm settling things that have happened, and I'm bringing great peace and shalom, and I'm answering your prayers, a woman of God, and I'm bringing you to a place where you're going to move in victory now. In victory, says the Spirit of the Lord. So we declare this right now over Tracy. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, he gives you eyes to see and ears to hear. Jesus told the disciples that, blessed are your eyes because they see. And blessed are your ears because they hear. The seasons that you have gone through these last few seasons have actually opened up your eyes and they've opened up your ears to see and to hear on a whole nother level than you ever could imagine. And so you're going to give God glory. It's amazing. You're going to give God glory. And so the glory of the Lord comes into your house right now, over your son, over your family. The glory of the Lord comes upon you. Whoo! I'm talking about just like in your car. I just see you driving. It's like a glory cloud just, just going everywhere you go. The glory of the Lord is just going to be with you, and then you'll step out of that car, and you'll step into different places, and even God's going to even use you even to, to release the miraculous. Woo! To release the power of God. You're just going to step right out of your car in that glory cloud and just bring the glory everywhere you go. And so I told somebody else this, and I'm going to tell you this, you're just like going to be a walking divine appointment where you're just going to meet with people, have appointments that God set up, where you're just going to meet with people, and there's going to be life, there's going to be transformation, and the power of God is going to be revealed. Woo, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. There it is. There it is. You know, there's people in this room. Um, where God wants to breathe on businesses, and if you have a business or you have a business idea or concept that you're ready to launch, just raise your hand. Now, Pastor Garland, come here. Just keep your hands raised. I want them to see something. These are kingdom investors God's raising up. And everything that is not just needed now, but for where the church is going, God's going to breathe upon this right here upon the business of the house. I, I just want to have a prophetic example here of what God is doing. So we can just take a look and see God's breathing on businesses, 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 businesses. Some people with multiple businesses. Woo! Like Fred used to sing, success is in your hand. Follow God's plan. Don't waver to the left. Don't waver to the right. Success is in your hand. And so, Lord, we just pray right now. Just lift, just as your hands are raised. Wow, this is a lot of people here. For the business ideas, breathe upon them now. Open up favor. Open up doors. I thank you for networking, relationships. 
being formed now. The right people coming along. The wrong people going away. Bye-bye. Hasta la vista, baby. See you later. The right people coming along. The right connections. The right investors. The right investments. The right finances. A coming together of businesses in this house. It's like this house like is, and I felt it, is like a house of entrepreneurs. It's like the people, see, the people, <laughs> the people that come into this house are a company of entrepreneurs, kingdom builders, kingdom investors, kingdom entrepreneurs with a kingdom mindset because this is a kingdom house. I don't want to keep you standing, sorry. <laughs> And so we're, we're, we're moving in the spirit here. There's something being revealed in the spirit here about a kingdom house. You see, some people, they want to preach the church, and then other people want to preach just the kingdom. Well, they're both confused because it's not either or. It's both and. Because, listen to this, the kingdom is the message. And the church is the messenger. Whoo! The Lord wants me to speak that in different places because we have to make some adjustments. Because the kingdom, everywhere we go, we carry the kingdom. We are kingdom people. Who's the king? His name is Jesus. The kingdom is the place of his rule and his reign. And so we are the church. We are the vessel. We are the people. We are the bride. And everywhere we go, we carry the kingdom. And when we speak, it's kingdom articulation. When we tell parables, it's kingdom illustration. When we, when we begin to move in the miraculous, it's kingdom demonstration. We advance the kingdom. And I was pretty blown on the water because that's a good 80%. At least percentages wise in this room, this is an entrepreneur house. And so here's what I hear the Holy Spirit say He's breathing the breath of life upon your businesses in Jesus' name. So get ready for contracts. Can I put a thus saith the Lord here? And somebody go ahead and grab this. Get ready for offers. Some of your businesses, God's going to just, just, just blow them up so much, you're just going to have to get offers. Somebody's going to try and buy you out. And you're just going to be like, okay, let's sell this because that's just going to fund this. Woo. But I want to say something. The blessing of the Lord's coming. 2023, you're going to see an unlocked mystery that's connected to your destiny revealed in this next year. And so get ready for fruitfulness. I don't care what they say. They call it inflation and recession. Jeremiah says, you know what? Blessed is the man who puts his trust in the Lord. For he's going to be like a tree that's planted by the water. And his grief will, his, his, his leaf, excuse me, his leaf will always remain green. And he will not see when heat comes. Jeremiah chapter 17. Can you imagine... Being in a place where you're in such a blessing and you're planted in such a place positionally by a river where your water table is not from the ground, it's from the river. 
and you're drawing from the river. And so when heat comes, when everything else is sweltering, when everyone else is in recession, God has you recession proof. And you will not see when heat comes. There it is. I'm going to read this. Blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord. Let's read this together. Ready? Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord is. Keep going. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters and that spreadeth out her roots by the, by the, by the, by the river and shall not see when heat cometh. But her leaves shall be green and shall not be careful. Shall not be careful. Will not be in ration mode. No more rations. That's what Elijah told King Ahab. I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. Can somebody say that? I hear the sound of the abundance of rain rain. So he told the king, he said, you know what? Go eat and drink as if there's no more famine, as if there's no more drought. Move out of ration mode and shall not be, ready, careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from, says the Lord, in Praise Church, New Orleans, on this night, this warm night in August, the Lord's August, it's August time. Wait a second. It's August time. This is powerful stuff right here. And the Lord declares this in this house tonight. And so this entrepreneurial spirit, I know I'm, again, God speaks to all, He speaks to one. There's a, there's a word being spoken in this house that's unlocking something in the spirit that will unlock something in the natural, and you will not cease from yielding fruit ever again. I could just sit down. Because I'm in on this. I, last time I checked, I'm, 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 I'm in this family. So I'm just sitting with you here, and I'm in on this. Somebody needs to get on this. There's an anointing in this room to yield fruit in Jesus' name. I'm telling you, somebody's got to memorize this verse. Get this verse in your house. Put it on your fridge. Put it on your computer. Whatever you need to do, you will not cease from yielding fruit, says the Spirit of the Lord, because you are planted. When you're connected to the river, this is a river house. When you're, this, is, this is not an altar. This is a river. So when you come up here to get prayer, you're stepping into the river. And we understand the principle of the river. Everywhere the river goes, it brings life. So when you step into here, life. Does, do I have a volunteer who wants to just try, try step, step up here? Okay. Everywhere the river goes, just step in. It brings 
life. Life. And life more abundantly. We thank you, Lord, for this mighty woman of God. Woo, he is your shield. He is your buckler. He is your strong tower. He is your deliverer. He is your defender. Woo, your way maker. She's, she's, she's speaking it with me. Your promise keeper. Your light in the darkness. God comes even in this time to reveal to you, whoo, even the next steps in the journey. There it is. You've had questions about what's next. You've been saying, what's next? It's like you felt like, okay, I've run that course. What's next? And God's just sitting there saying, there's a whole lot more in store. And it starts with, if I may, you're going up. God's bringing you to another place of promotion. You've dwelt here and you know here. But God's going to put you in a place where you're going to stand here. And you're going to lead differently than others that have been in that place before you. Because you've known here and you can not only sympathize, but also empathize. Sympathy means to feel for. Empathy means to feel with. And so you've been with, and you know with, so you're not feeling for, you're feeling with. And so God's going to use you to rule now Woo! in a new place, and he's going to open up a door in this next season that is going to even astonish you. Woo! Because you're powerful, and you are necessary and crucial for this moment, and what you carry is a game changer. It's a, you are a game changer. And God's going to use you to reorganize and to reshuffle and to bring transformation and change in this particular arena, says the Spirit of the Lord. So you don't have to question what's next. It's already laid out before you. So come back down. So all you got to do is just step into the river. Woo. And what he does is he takes it from ankle deep to knee deep to waist deep. And now waters to swim in. It's a whole new level. It's a whole new level. I said it's a whole new level for you, mighty woman of God. Woo. In Jesus' name, God bless you. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Woo. Your name means chief ruler? What? And that's what the word was. You're going to step into a place and rule. I want to see now. Kim, chief ruler. Joshua 1.9, 
Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Chief ruler. So everything in your journey has brought you to this moment. So you can look at everything with a different perspective. It was preparation. When you understand that it was preparation, that's when you receive resolution. And there's an okayness that comes into your spirit. And it was okay that those people rejected you. And it's okay that you were spoken against and plotted against. It's going to be okay. There's an okayness but because you, you realize that what you were actually doing was training for the reigning. Chief ruler. Ah, oh, this is something. You were training for the reigning. God puts you in preparation, but now he moves you to promotion. And you're going to step into that place and rule with grace. And you're going to even love those ones that weren't right towards you. And it's going to blow their minds. And God says he's going to cause you to restore. The scripture says, he that is spiritual, restore them that are weak. God's going to use you to restore the weak. So he gives you a spiritual insight woo, into everything that you're stepping into. It's a whole nother level. What's that rhyme I used to do? What is that one? Uh, I got to remember it. Your short-term temporary pain has caused you to obtain an anointing, anointing oil that cannot be explained. It's a whole nother level. And God used the devil to give you double for your trouble. Can you say thank God for the struggle? Thank God for the struggle. That's a sermon right there. I said thank God for the struggle. I almost need an organ up in here and say thank God for the struggle. Can somebody lift up your hands and say thank God? For the struggle. You, you, you don't always thank him in the middle of it. We talked about post-praise, but what about when you're in the middle of it, praise? In between the banquets, praise. In between Bethel and Ai, build an altar, praise. Who in Jesus' name. What's your name, ma'am? Yes, Heidi. Who God is moving in a mighty way in this season. When I was talking about resolution for her, God was speaking about resolution for you. And it's like he's bringing you to a place of <laughs> where you're going to praise him. You know, the Bible says, I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. There is a a gratefulness that you have in your heart 
for God's mercy and His love in your life, His loving kindness. There is a gratefulness because He has taken good care of you. He's a good God, and He's a faithful God. And that's your testimony, is the faithfulness of God throughout all your days. I hear that, 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 that quote from Joseph where he's looking at his brothers and he's saying, what you meant evil, you meant evil against me. But the enemy, how he meant evil against you, he said, the Lord turned it all for good. And I just seen the Lord has turned things for good. You have a story to tell. Woo! I mean, I mean it's a powerful story. And you're going to tell your story. You're going to release it to other people. And it's going to be something that is going to break down things in people's lives. There's an anointing of breakthrough that's upon you. And the spirit of breakthrough comes upon you even in this season. And when I say resolution, like I was talking to her, I'm talking about God in this moment is causing even you in your heart and in your mind to just even release a whole lot of stuff so that you can step into the fullness of what he has for you in this moment. And so it's just like, I'm sorry, I just hear songs sometimes, but it's like, Elsa, let it go. <laughs> just letting it go and stepping into a place because you're powerful. You are powerful. And when you speak, people listen. When you speak and you, and you encourage people and you, and you declare what you have inside of your heart, it, 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 it's going to touch people's lives because God's raised you up to be a healer in this time, to bring healing to people in their emotions, healing in their journeys, healing even in their bodies. I just see just healing written all over you. God's healed you to be a healer. I love it. He's healed you to be a healer. It's like what he's done for you, you're going to release to others, and it's going to be mighty and powerful. And so I just speak over you right now the joy of the Lord. Ha, the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is your strength, a woman of God. It's just amazing what God's doing. Amen? Amen? Woo, in Jesus' name. Woo, in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you for this house. I thank you for what you're doing in this moment. I thank you, Lord God, that this is a new season that this house is entering into. In Jesus' name. Have a five. Let's do it again. I like it. In Jesus' name. What's your name, my brother? Arthur Gabriel. God's done some amazing things in your family. You're an answer to prayer. Your life is an answer to prayer. You're here in this place, and there's this thing inside of you where are saying, God, I just want more. There's like a passion inside of you. God, I want more. I want more of you. I want more of what you're doing. I want to be a part of everything that you're doing in this time. And so God brought you in here today huh, to do a work even in your life in a marvelous way. Whew. And I just see, what I see is just arrows coming off of you right now that were shot at you. 
whew, the attacks of the enemy that were come up against you are being taken out of you right now. The sting, the pain, the woundedness is being broken now. The power of words and actions is being broken right now. And God speaks to you, O man of God, because you're hungry for him. And he says, I'm filling you up with my presence. I'm filling you up with my glory and my filling in filling in your life whoo, is going to be a source. We talked about the river source. It's going to be a source of life for you and you're going to bear fruit. And what I hear the Holy Spirit saying is I'm unstopping those hindering stones that have tried to be in your, in your river. I'm pulling them out one by one, by one, because there's going to be a free flow. And even in your productivity, even in your finances, even in your career, the holdups that have been there, God's unstopping the flow right now. He's unstopping the, the, the things that tra- hindered the flow right now. He's pulling them out, and he's causing you to come into a place of fruitfulness in this hour. Woo! Fruitfulness in your finances, fruitfulness in your career, Fruitfulness in relationships. God brings healing now. And he brings peace. As Bo told my family today, shalom. (laughs) Shalom comes into your home, into the place of your dwelling. Your house will be a house of God's glory. I'm talking about make your house a worship center. Get deliberate. Be intentional. Put worship music on. Create an atmosphere so that even when you're there or you're not there, the glory of the Lord is present in that place because God's filling you up afresh in this season. He's filling you up and He's building you up and He's restoring you. And he's bringing you to a place that you've only dreamed of. Because there's been a lot of dreams. If we could just be real, real upfront, there's been a lot of dreams that where dreams have been dashed. Let me say it like that. There's a lot of things that you've dreamed of and had hope for. And it's like some things didn't materialize, didn't happen the way you thought. And the Lord's just coming, he's restoring your dreams. He's changing and turning things around. Woo! Like I told somebody this morning, it's about to get fun. Huh. And God put you in this house. And he brought you around a family. And he gave you brothers and sisters and a father and a mother. And his banner over you is love. I said he brought you to a banqueting table. And his banner over you is love. He brought you to a banqueting table where you're going to partake of the good things of the kingdom. You're going to partake of the presence. You're going to partake of the word of God. You're going to be filled up in a mighty way. And his banner over you is love. You're powerful. Your story is powerful. What God has done is powerful. It's mighty. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb 
by the word of our testimony. Woo, you got a story to tell. The half has not yet been told. Ha, and sometimes we don't have to tell our whole story, by the way. I just want to tell everybody. Some of it's not even necessary for some of us to even rehearse. Can I talk to somebody up in here? Some stuff is not necessary. But then there's other things that God has done. Come on now. Well, we have, to, we have to be like the redeemed. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And there's something about the redeemed. There's something about a testimony. There's something about a story that gives God glory. Ooh, he took me out of the glory, and he brought me into the glory, and I'm sticking to my story. It's good. It's all good. Amen. Bless you. Bless you. Trying to look at the clock. Okay. We good? Cameraman. What's your name? Carl? It's my brother-in-law's name. I can remember that. Now, there's somebody in your family I was ministering over today. Who was that? So who you got next? (laughs) Carl. First of all, I've watched you, so this is not something overly prophetic, but it's insight, and that is you're a servant. You're a servant of all. God's brought you into this house and put you in this place, and you have stepped up to the plate, and you have served, and you've given of your talents, and you've given of your time. And I want you to know the Lord says that as you have been a servant, the Lord says, I'm going to bless you. I'm causing blessing to come upon you, and man of God. You are mighty. Can I speak to Gideon and tell you you are mighty? <laughs> You're powerful. And you have a great deposit inside of you that God has put inside of you. And that's why you do what you do. But I hear the word blessing. I see the word blessing written over your life that you're up for a blessing. You're up for an open door. You're up for a season where you're going to see the blessing of the Lord who that makes one rich and adds no sorrow with it come upon you. Come upon you. There was a day in, the, in times gone by where you were a little hard-headed. But a lot of young men are. But God's done his work in your life. And I just see that God is going to give you huh, even influence to the hard-headed. You know a lot of people out there that just, they're running. See, one of the signs of health that I look at with churches is, and I love, I love speaking with the ladies, but there's one sign of health is seeing men of God in the house. I'm just going to tell it like it is. And in a lot of places, there's, there's not always a lot of men of God. In some churches, it's like, you know, 5%, 10%. But to have a mighty man of God like you in this house, it's a blessing. 
and also you're going to reach out and touch other men. You're going to influence other men for the kingdom. <laughs> He's making me laugh. Sorry. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about you getting up and, and, and standing where Josh is and just start hollering. And I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you're going to influence men just in different places and conversations and bring them into the house of the Lord. I heard a word, like a rhyme I do. I got a word that seemed absurd, but when I heard, a shift occurred, and I found myself in the place that God preferred. He said a word here tonight that shifted something if you heard it. I heard it, and I felt a shift take place when he said it. He's a, he's, he has shift words all the time that he speaks. There's sh things shift when, 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 when Pastor Garland speaks. But there was a shift I felt in the Spirit. He said it real simple, and you could have passed and missed it. Do you even know what it is? He said, bring people. That was not just a suggestion. It wasn't even a command. It was a word from God. Because there's a blessing in bringing people to the house of the Lord and bringing them into an atmosphere like this where not only they're going to be transformed, but families, generations are going to be transformed. So you have your father and your mother and your sisters and your wife and your children and yourself, generations, three, up in here. God wants to use you to bring generations into this house. So God says, see things differently now. I'm opening up your eyes to see things differently. See yourself differently in this season. It's not like I'm walking around just saying, you know what, now I'm slapping the anointing of the evangelist on you. Just be normal. Do your thing. But the spirit of boldness will come upon you, and you're going to bring them in. Will you take that? Okay, good. And even your business ideas, God says, I breathe on them. Yeah, that's how they'll come. Now I know the method. Through your business ideas. God just says, I breathe on it now. And so here's, here's the word. And I'm just going to repeat the words of your family, especially your wife. Just do it. Huh? Is that what she says? That's what she says. Okay. Well, I'm just repeating. I'm just repeating what I'm hearing. Just do it. Don't talk about it no more. That's your words? Do it. Like Nike. Just do it. And God is going to breathe on it. Because it's not your idea anyway. It's his idea. Bless you, Carl. It's all love? All right, all right, good. Is that easy to receive? Okay. <laughs> Woo! 
come on, let's, let's give Carl a hand. Come on. <laughs> Amen. Woman of God, I just want to lay hands on your hands. Woo. You are precious. You are precious in this house. And God just comes in this season, in this time, and he's just like, you're not done. <laughs> There's a whole lot more. And I just see you in two ways. One, your prayers are huge. Your intercession, the, praise, the prayers you prayed, you're going to see them come to pass. You're going to see what God shows you because God shows you a whole lot. I see you writing down things of things that God shows you. And it's like your part, what you, the role you play is so vital, it's unbelievable. It's not necessarily out in the public, out in front of everybody. It's behind the scenes in a lot of ways. But it's so important. And God comes tonight to speak a word of honor whoo, over you. You are so faithful, and the Lord honors you. Scripture talks about being honored before God and before men. And God honors you today for your faithfulness, for your prayers, for your intercession. And one of the things you've been praying for, too, huh, along with intercession, is even for miracles. You want to be used by God to pray for people. And I just heard the Lord just say, you're going to lay hands on the sick, and they're going to recover. And you're going to see notable miracles. And you're going to see miracles in families. You're going to see miracles in people's emotions. You're going to see miracles in, 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 in generational curses. You're going to see physical miracles take place in people's lives. Oh, you're not done. You've only just begun. This is going to be a season when we talked about acceleration. This is an acceleration for you. And you're just going to say every single time, I was glad when they said unto me, let's go to the house of the Lord. I'm telling you, there's something powerful about when you step into the house of the Lord. I'm telling you, and you are here occupying your space and, and functioning in your role. It is so crucial and important. And so the Lord just speaks even to your prayers, even boldness to pray, even just bold prayers. Pray, I don't know how another word for it, wild prayers like supernatural things God is going to do in your life and on your behalf. And so I just hear the Lord just saying, well done. I'm smiling over you. You're doing a good job. And he honors you tonight in the house of the Lord. Ooh, God bless you. God bless you. There's some powerful people in here. I'm kind of touched. I'm being honest. I'm just looking at y'all. I'm just like, whoo, you're powerful. You're powerful. You are powerful, woman of God. You are powerful. You are mighty. Woo. Ha. And I just see the Lord just coming. To, I'm going to just say that old school prayer that I love to say. From the top of your head to the sole of your feet, the power of God just flows upon you right now. And every concern, every physical concern 
I just see the Lord just coming. He says, I'm just causing an infusion of power of the Holy Ghost coming upon you. Woo, in Jesus' name. And I speak health in your body now. I speak health in your body in the name of Jesus. Woo! And every concern that you've been carrying, and it's been a lot. The Lord says, I carry them for you. There it is. It's okay. He carries them. Cast your burdens on the Lord. He cares for you. And he carries them in this season and in this moment. You have a long list of prayers that you've been praying, prayer requests that you have. It's like a long list. There's concerns, there's names, there's people. And you keep on praying. Because with your eyes, you're going to see God move and bring change. I mean, it's been a long time coming for some of these things. Years. Well, you've been praying, but the Lord says, I've heard your prayers, and I'm turning things around. I'm changing things up. So you're going to start checking some things off that list because God's bringing you to a place where you're going to see miracles before your very eyes. So tonight, God gives you rest. He gives you rest, even in your body. He gives you rest. I speak health to you. I'm going to say this again. I speak health to you, health to your bones, health to your body, health to your organs in Jesus' name. There's health coming on you by the power of the blood of Jesus. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. I'm telling you right now, I declare the blood of Jesus over this woman of God right now. We plead the blood right now in Jesus' name, and we declare her every whit whole. Woo! Yeah, 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 yeah. It's good. It's good. I declare to you, woman of God, it's good. It's good. I see it, and I declare it's good. Woo! It is well. It is well. It is well. It is good, says the Spirit of the Lord. I am so touched by the people of this house. This is like a dream team. This is, this is like the makeup of a move of God, <laughs> of what he wants to do in this time. Thank you, Lord. Somebody just lift up your hands and just thank him right now. Come on. Somebody say, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you for what you've done. I thank you how you moved. I thank you for what you're about to do. Come on. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Come on. Somebody lift up your voice. Thank him. We thank you, Jesus. 
In Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Thank you, Jesus. It's a good day. Amen. Now, guess what we're going to do? Do what? We're going to sow into the Word, yeah. Amen. We're going to receive an offering. And this offering will go totally to their ministry and uh, to their lives. So I'm going to ask our ushers to come. I want you just for a second just to close your eyes. And ask the Lord what he would have you to give. We're not, we're not going to manipulate money out of anybody in here. I don't believe in that. I believe there's a, a judgment for people like that. But we're going to go by the Word of God. The Word of God says when you give, give with a cheerful heart. Give with expectation that he's going to bring back into your life, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. So just for a second, just ask the Lord what he would have you to give, and then respond to that. The Bible speaks to us and says that obedience is greater than sacrifice. So let's just be obedient to what the word, what the Lord says to you tonight. Amen. If you're making out a check, you can make out the check to the church, the praise church, and we'll give him one check as as we uh, put him on the plane tomorrow. We're gonna have him back again. Soon. We're gonna have him in Gatlinburg, Tennessee.